Howdy, howdy. Welcome to SEC in Tennessee Talks. It's Jackson Tucker. This is Caden DeGreen. How you guys doing? We can't hear y'all's response, so I hope y'all are doing well. I hope you're speaking out loud <laughs> to us back. Um, just getting right in the dive of things. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and cover scores from last week. There's obviously a lot for us to talk about. I'm sure y'all have an idea. Um right. Honestly, a few different things that are pretty hot topics right now. Um, yeah, and I want to touch on one thing real quick, Jackson. Yeah. Um, just to let you guys know, we are keeping our promises. We were planning on having um, our first special guest on tonight. He was not able to make it due to changes with his work, but mm-hmm. we are keeping those promises. So um, you guys continue to like and comment and give us your ideas for everything and let us know about uh, the new logo that we put out. And if you're interested and having something made like that for you, we can connect you with that person. But he has to remain anonymous unless that was the case. But, Jackson, let's get into the scores. For sure. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start out with the uh, Alabama-Mississippi State game. So yeah. that was 49-9. to Obviously. A, I wouldn't say it was a game, really. I wouldn't say it was a game. Alabama came back angry. Uh, yeah. Very angry. As they should. Um Obviously, they lost to Texas A&M the previous week, which was a huge, huge win for Texas A&M once again. Um, but they just – Mississippi State didn't stand a chance against Alabama. I'm not necessarily surprised because um, they were looking like Alabama out this past weekend once again, um, which isn't going to make it any easier on Tennessee this weekend because they're not going to let anything slip up there. That's right. Uh, and I just want to touch on, too, Bryce Young, he had a Heisman performance, threw for 348 for yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions on 20 completions. 348 yards on 20 completions and four touchdowns. It's Heisman-worthy. That's, that's pretty crazy. And their, their running back, um, they, their running backs, they had four well, they had three guys get pretty good carries between the three of them. And Bryce Young carried the ball a couple of times. John Mechie had 117 receiving yards. And the two, three receivers behind him had 77, 70 yards, and 68 yards. So Bama just dominated all around. And Mississippi State, on the other hand, I mean, their quarterback did throw for 300 yards. Zero touchdowns and three interceptions. Yep. So that's pretty... Sounds like a performance against Alabama, you ask yeah. me. So, yeah. I mean, he also threw 35 passes, so they're asking him to do too much yeah. against a Alabama team that it's never good to play Nick Saban in Alabama after they come off a loss because, like Jackson said, they're just angry. Yeah, they came back angry, um, and they're ready to beat beat some booty, obviously. So yeah, And they sure did. Um Another game I want to talk about real quick, <laughs> the Vanderbilt-South Carolina game. What the heck, South Carolina? That turned into Va- a good game. You, you, it should not be – I'm irritated about this. All right, I'm irritated. Yeah. It should not be that hard to beat Vanderbilt. They shouldn't even be able to score any points up on the board, Yeah. let alone get above above a field goal. That's I mean, bad. you can't almost lose to Vanderbilt. At South Carolina, too. At South Carolina. That's fire-worthy. I, know, I mean, that's kind of taking it. I mean, their coach is new. But Vandy? It's Vandy because, you know, that was Vandy's only chance at beating any SEC team this year. I think it's pretty safe to say mm-hmm. Tennessee is going to beat them. Whichever SEC team they play this season is going to beat them. But come on. You can't almost lose to Vandy. It doesn't look good on you. I had a lot higher hopes for South Carolina personally. And, Jackson, I don't know how much of this game you, you caught, but South Carolina was down 20-14. to 14 Oh, I saw. With so, like, what was it, like two minutes left? Two minutes left. And I was watching. They brought in their backup quarterback, who, as I mentioned in our first episode, was a graduate assistant. He wasn't even a football player. I think he was a six-year. Is something like that. But they brought in a backup I don't know. That dude needs to be the starter next week. I mean, I it, may, it, it may just be kind of like that situation. It's very similar to what happened with Auburn and Georgia State. Yeah. Brought in their backup who didn't play much the whole game or the season, but then leads a game-winning drive against a team you should have destroyed. So that's very re- reminiscent of that. And personally, I thought – I don't know how they scored 
almost beat South Carolina. But I thought Vanderbilt was playing way worse than South Carolina. They looked purely disorganized out on the field. Yeah, they couldn't catch. They couldn't throw. They couldn't football in general. You know, it was a. Uh, it was like watching a bunch of chickens run around with them head cut off, you know? Like it's, it's embarrassing. And I think I mentioned last last week on my um, part of the podcast that this would be, and as Jackson alluded to, this would be Vandy's best chance to get an SEC win. Hey, beat anyone else. And there's, there's no way. No. I mean, the next team they maybe could beat would be Missouri, maybe? Missouri. I don't think they have a chance against Missouri. The only teams I think they have a chance against would be South Carolina, Missouri, and maybe Mississippi State. I don't think maybe. they have a chance against and Mississippi Those are the State. only teams who's like – There's a small there's chance a small maybe. Chance. But I don't see but it But the rest of them, like, I just don't see it happening. Um, anyway, another score to look at this past weekend. Um, Texas A&M at Missouri, uh, or I don't know if it was at Missouri, I forget. But – Texas A&M played Missouri. They beat them 35-14. to That's a pretty pretty hefty lead. Um, obviously, they are kind of picked up after – they're lifted up after what happened last week uh, against their – after their win against Bama, which was huge for them. So – it was at Missouri, by the way. Yeah, it was at Missouri. Okay. It was at Missouri. And Zach Calzada, A&M's quarterback, he, he only threw for 148 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception. But their rushing stats were insane. They had just almost 300 yards on the ground. They had two running backs who had over 100 yards each. Mm-hmm. So they didn't ask much of their quarterback. But, I mean, he threw the ball 25 times still. He threw the ball just as much as Bryce Young yeah. and had 200 yards less. So that just shows you the difference between an elite quarterback and a not elite quarterback. But it also shows how one game can really – one game where the quarterback shines can really change an outcome. Yeah. Because Zach Calzado against Bama, he had a great game. He – you wouldn't think this was the same quarterback mm-hmm. who played against Alabama. But, yeah. I mean, that's what happened. And Missouri's quarterback, Connor Bazelak, he's got a great arm, but he only threw for 230 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. So Missouri's very dependent on Tyler Beatty, the running back. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not much to it. Um, another score to talk about um, – Auburn versus Arkansas. I expect a little more out of Arkansas this past weekend. Yeah, surprising. Um, Auburn played really well. Bo Nix played really well. He looked great out there, in fact. I, I admit, I got that one wrong. I undermined Auburn. I apologize for that. I'm really happy to see them come out on top uh, and beat Arkansas. I have nothing against Arkansas. It's just, um, you know, I think it's time for – it's Auburn's time to shine. They needed that win. Bo Nix needed that win. Because he was looking rough for a little bit. Previous game, they couldn't catch any passes. Um, I mean, they just looked all around like a completely different team in my yeah. mind. So with with Arkansas in this one, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in Arkansas. And as you guys know, I went all in on Arkansas at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And or the beginning of the podcast, and they've lost the last three games. I mean, losing to Georgia, that's understandable. Losing to Ole Miss in a shootout, that's one of those that can go either way. But you're at home against Auburn with a first-year head coach in Auburn, a very iffy Bo Nix. I really think this Arkansas this was a game that Arkansas needed to win. I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas finished the season seven and five. Yeah. Or after a four and zero start, just because they just seem like they're going downhill. Yeah. But Bo Nix, this was, and a lot of commentators are saying this too, and a lot of Auburn fans. This was one of the best games of his career. I oh, think. by far. He looked yeah. amazing out there. Very, I would I would love to see him play like this against Bama. Um, that'd be amazing. Yeah. He's very efficient. 21 for 26. Yeah. 292 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He ran for 42 yards, including that last touchdown of 23 yards. Tank Bigsby. I mean, Auburn. Auburn's leading rusher had 68 yards. So, Bo Nix pretty much carried the load. Mm-hmm. And that's with Tank Bigsby being one of the best backs in SEC. 
So, um, couple more. Let's go over Kentucky versus Georgia. I'm pretty sure that was played in Lexington. Um, this was in Athens, actually. Oh, this was. Mm-hmm. That's right. That this was in Athens. Anyway, I'm not really surprised by this outcome. No. Thirty to thirteen. Georgia obviously won. Um, uh, I can't say I think Kentucky played bad for who they are as a team. I want to say I don't think they're overrated by much, but I think they are a little bit overrated. A lot of their fans were hopeful. A lot of their fans legitimately thought they could beat Georgia, but I never thought there was any way at all. You can't get past that defense. Um, But that's kind of – I mean, everyone expected that. Yeah, they're – they're they had a great season so far. I mean, they came into this game six and zero, ranked eleventh, but they're not ready to compete with Georgia yet. I mean, obviously they beat no. Florida. I still think Florida's they still have a way to go to keep recruiting that way and consistently beat Florida. But it's going to take a lot to get to the level to compete for the SEC East let alone compete for the SEC championship. Yeah. But, I mean, Kentucky's on that level. Even though the records don't really say it, I think Kentucky and Tennessee are, like, right below Florida in terms of being close to being able to compete every year for the East with Georgia. I agree. Because Georgia Georgia is the top dog, and Florida's been the the second guy in the race in the East for the past couple years. And everybody else has kind of just followed. But I think – I think Tennessee and Kentucky are closing the gap on Florida to to be able to compete consistently every yeah. year. I would say so. And Georgia's quarterback Stetson Bennett, you know, he's the he's the backup, but he's been balling. He threw for 250 yards on 14 completions. That's pretty crazy. Three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's impressive. If I went out there and did that, that'd be impressive, I think. I'd love to see that one day. You think so? You think you can do that one I, day? I think that I think I could. I would love if you could if you could play one team and just have the game of your life, who would that be? In my athletic condition, probably Vanderbilt. No, no. Pretend like you're oh. pretend like you're <laughs> <laughs> pretend, <laughs> pretend like you're a baller. Okay. Like and you're you're the starting quarterback of, of Tennessee. If you could have the game of your life, you could play any team. Well, what what team would it be? Honestly, Florida. Florida? Yeah. It'd be Bama for me. Bama would be good. I I respect Bama's sportsmanship amongst their players. I don't respect Florida's sportsmanship though. Yeah. Um, speaking of sportsmanship, let's talk about this uh last game. Um uh, so obviously Tennessee lost twenty six thirty one, and which was a great game. It was a great game. Great I game. I think a lot. Of, everyone I've talked to said Tennessee should have and could have and absolutely should have won. Uh, but there was obviously a little bit of a delay. Um, some drunk assholes in the student section decided to throw anything and everything they can. One time, including a golf ball and dip spit bottle at Lane Kiffin. Um, I'm sorry, that's absolute trash. You don't go. You, I, we're not in a place to be doing that. Right. First of all, we're not. We're we're not way up there. We're not in a place to be doing that. We can't afford to do that. We're already on a very, very, very slow. I would say return to the SEC. Really, yeah. You can't be. I mean, come on. If anyone is listening to this and you happen to be throwing stuff out in the field, I mean, I hope. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, and, you know. And I hate it, it. I hate it because, for one thing, Jackson, it was a great game and it ruined, it ruined the game. Instead of people talking about Tennessee had to play a great game, they could easily beat Ole Miss. People are talking about Tennessee's fans, which I think is super unfair for people to say – I mean, obviously, this is done in sports a lot, but a lot of people are saying Tennessee fans, like, y'all are horrible. Well, it's like it was 100 to 500 people max, and a lot of people were grabbing. It could have been the same guy grabbing things from other people, throwing it constantly. So you don't know how many people it was. 
But it definitely wasn't all of Tennessee's fan base. And it is embarrassing. And it's a look that Tennessee fans don't want on them. But there's plenty of circumstances. I'm not saying this defends it. Mm-mm. But, I mean, Ole Miss did the same thing to Tennessee on the basketball court a couple years ago. That so is true. Not many people are talking about that. It's just a big stage under the big lights on national television. There's no other good games on. Everybody's watching it, so it's getting a lot more attention. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just is frustrating to see that. I'm not proud of anyone who helped that situation out at all. Um, I know 99.9% of Tennessee fans were not a part of that. I know we're all frustrated. Um, you just hate to see it, really. It doesn't right. look good on us. doesn't look good on anyone. Right. Um, I mean, I get it. We don't like Lane Kiffin, but you don't need to be throwing golf balls at him and dip spit bottles at him. That's no. just you got to take the high road, you know? Speaking of which, if the guy who happened to throw the golf ball, if you, for some reason you were one of our listeners, please let us know because I, I would love to know who you are. That would be funny. Yeah. I, I think that would be funny. It would be funny. We're not going to tell anybody. And we're not going to tell anyone. I'm a forgiving person. <laughs> um, I'm sure a little bit of alcohol was involved there. I understand. but yeah, I'm sure that guy was drinking since 9 a.m. Not This doesn't offend it because, like I talked with somebody today, there's plenty of night games every week that people start drinking early. I just think it was some people, I think, premeditated. They went into the stadium thinking, knowing they were going to do something. Because that, yeah. guy, that guy brought a golf ball in on purpose. No, he did. You don't just you don't, accidentally you don't, you don't, have you don't, a golf ball. It's, you not don't, like, yeah. it's not like finding a dollar in your pocket. You don't bring a golf ball into Neyland Stadium without uh, something in mind. So, but let's talk about the football aspect of that game. Tennessee, Tennessee looked good. Ole Miss obviously looked good. We held Ole Miss to seven points in the second half, mm-hmm. which I, might have been Ole Miss's lowest scoring game. It probably was the lowest scoring half all year. Probably the yeah. lowest scoring game. But Tennessee's main problem was containing Matt Corral in the rushing game. Matt Corral ran ran. Their quarterback ran for 195 yards. <clears throat> yeah. I will say a lot of those Ole Miss players were playing the fate, feigning goat game. Um, what do you mean? So all, we've got, you had so many Ole Miss players just falling all over the field oh, left and right. Oh, I know. I mean. That's got to that's gotta do I'm, something. I'm not, I'm not saying that justifies anything that Tennessee fans did because that's a completely different realm. But I don't know. It's not like Alabama. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. This is it's it's a bad look, but still, um, there was Matt. Like I said, Matt Corral. We just we had a spy on him, but Ole Miss was knowing that, and we were sending they were sending a lead blocker, whether it's a running back or the guard, to go take care of that guy. And I was talking with my dad and uncle during the game. And the one time we got to Matt Corral was when we had our D lineman clog up the middle and then we blitzed from the outside. And for some reason, we decided to go away from that. But and we had a touchdown taken off the board, too, when we stripped Matt Corral. That was pretty early and on, wasn't it? That was early on. Yeah. But still, it affects the game. And we also had – we dropped – we muffed the punt, the opening series, which led to an Ole Miss touchdown. But Hendon Hooker looked good. I mean, he threw for 233 yards on 17 of 26. One touchdown. Our rushing game. Hendon Hooker ran for over 100 yards, too. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. And our leading running back rusher ran for 92 yards. So, it was a good game overall. I really like the direction that Heupel has Tennessee going. I don't know about you, but... And like I said, I was talking to my dad and my uncle. We could have easily beaten Ole Miss, could have easily beaten Pitt, and we're in the game against Florida. And there's a lot of ifs in that game, right? Mm-hmm. But you can say, yeah, we should have beat them. Yeah, this should have happened. But if Butch was still a coach or Pruitt was still a coach, we would have gotten smacked in all those games. Yeah, 
Because Pruitt's too busy handing over money in McDonald's bags. Yeah. And yeah, Butch's Butch. Dude's face is redder than... Yeah, Arkansas State's not even doing good. No. I don't think so. Um, There is something we forgot to touch base on. This kind of leads into a different conversation uh, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, LSU versus Florida. Um, yeah. 49, LSU won 49-42. They beat them in the Swamp, I do believe. Uh, I was in LA, Louisiana, too. Um, oh, that was? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting all the locations wrong from this past weekend. <laughs> uh, I apologize. But... Uh, um, it's another surprising game. It is. And... Um, I want to start off by saying farewell to Ed Odron. Ed... That's crazy. And LSU... After a yeah. win. Well, I, I'm a little bit surprised, but I expected it for the weekend. They Okay, if those of you haven't heard, Ed O'Duron and LSU mutually agreed to for him to part ways after the season. So he's in the complete season. Um, obviously, I know many people are arguing, well, he's only two years out from a national championship. Well, I've mentioned this before. There are some Title Nines on his back, and that doesn't look good on any school. That doesn't look good on any football team or any coach. Um, LSU right. obviously doesn't want that kind of reputation on their back. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. I'm, I would say that has to do more with it than the way LSU has been performing because if it was just performance-related, then I would accept the argument of – them only being two years out from a national champ. Which we could easily argue. And first of all, too, we got to clarify, Jackson and I, we're not insiders. We're not experts. So this mm-hmm. is all just things. It's not like we have an inside source no, or anything. Don't. It's we just don't. things we've heard through the grapevine. Yeah. But um, just want to clarify that as well. Grapevine sports. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But. Anti-grapevine sports. LSU. <laughs> <laughs> LSU, you could easily say they got carried by Joe Burrow, Jamar oh, gosh, Chase, yeah. Justin Jefferson, Thaddeus Moss, Patrick Peterson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Did I say Pat? Did I say Patrick Peterson? I don't think you did. We just said Patrick Peterson. Well, yeah. What's um? What's the guy's name? The linebacker. You mentioned Hilaire. Uh. I don't know. Um, Place for the Ravens. I forget. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm being goofy again. Yeah. Um, so who do you, who do you think's in first for the for the LSU head coaching job? What do you think about that? They're looking at Jimbo. You think that you think that'll happen? I don't know. I mean, they're they've been looking at Jimbo though. Um, I heard that Lane Kiffin is a candidate. He's just going around sleeping with every team in the SEC. Um, that's really what it is. Um, but Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. Name, not Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson did play for LSU for back in the day. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Lane, Lane Kiffin probably is a candidate. I mean. Ole Miss fans would hate him as much as we do if he went to LSU. Because there's a, there's a pretty strong rivalry between LSU and Ole Miss. Is there? Oh, gosh, yeah. I think. Hear me out. Okay, so Jimbo said the other day that he was going to stay at A&M, but, you know, he's got to say that. He's, he can't say, I'm considering he, he leaving. Can't, he can't stir the pot. But, and I was talking about this with my other uncle today. He was saying there's too big of a buyout for Jimbo because, you know, Jimbo had a big extension. Yeah. So, I mean, LSU has money, but do they really want to spend – Spend it all on a buyout. I think Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma might be a might be a top candidate. What do you think about that? It'd be interesting having Riley come in. I mean, obviously Oklahoma's hungry to get in the SEC, so having their coach come in directly the SEC right off the bat. Kind of be almost like an. I didn't a, even think about that. Kind of like an in your face type of deal, almost. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that, that's that's what I. That's my first thought behind that. I mean, it's kind of like in your face, 
I'm in the real SEC. Because no matter how long Oklahoma or Texas last in the SEC, they're never going to be true SEC to me. Never going to be part of the real SEC. But, I mean, is is Missouri true SEC to you? Not really. Is Texas A&M? Not really. Really? Uh Uh-uh. It's, just, it's geographical for Just me. the basic. It, for me, it's literally, it's purely. Basic 12 teams. Purely, strictly geographical for me. I get that. Like, that's just the way I think it should be. Um, because allowing Texas A&M and Missouri into the SEC, I think is honestly, it was starting of a super conference. Because now you got Oklahoma. They're not, they're not part of the Southeast. In general, they're 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 kind of in their own area of the country. I mean, I just don't count that personally. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on Riley being going to LSU. Who's some other guys? Do you think? Do you think Heupel? I, do you think they'll try to get Heupel? I don't know. If they do, I'm, I don't think Heupel would do that. He doesn't seem like that kind of no. guy. Of course, Lane Kiffin didn't seem like that kind of guy. That's true. Uh, I'd be pretty irrit- I'd be pretty angry if Hypo left for LSU because we 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 had already had such a struggle trying to get Hypo or was it Pruitt we had such a struggle with? No, we had a struggle trying to get just any coach. That's right. And then we were we were hiring the the Rutgers head coach. He's currently the Rutgers head coach. Yeah. And Tennessee fans didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And so then we got Pruitt because he was a DC at Bama, and then he we was, lost. Didn't we lose to Georgia State the first game of his first year? Or was that his second year? Uh, I think that was his second. Um, I think yeah. I forget. I don't think that was his first year. But yeah, um, we kind of want to touch on it too. Next week's games a little bit ahead of time, just because we have some other topics we want to get to as well. Mm-hmm. So let's let's take a look at next week's games, um, and this is week eight. So I believe this is the first week of college football playoff rankings. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. So Arkansas. Well, first of all, we got to see how many games we got right this past week. So I mean. Obviously, I got Tennessee wrong. Yeah. My, by, by the way, shout out to Mallory. She got six out of seven right. Again? Man. Goodness. She's whooping us. We both picked. Did you pick Arkansas or Auburn? I think I picked Arkansas. I did too. I picked, I picked Florida over LSU. Who'd you pick? I almost want to say I picked LSU. LSU? Okay, so you got one. Maybe. I don't know. We both got A&M. Yeah. We both missed. No, we both got Georgia. Yeah. Both got South Carolina. Both got Bama. Yeah. yeah. So you got five, I got four. That's not bad. Not bad. I may have not gotten LSU. I feel like I probably did, though. I guess we'll see. Uh, viewers, listeners, call my booty out on that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So probably got to write that down. Yeah. But... And we really want to see your guys' lists and everything from a couple weeks ago, too, of the top SEC quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers. And please continue to give us more things to talk about. We love including you guys in this and just making sure that we give you guys shout-outs and everything. Continue to share. So just to kind of touch on this next weekend. So (laughs) what you got? Arkansas versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Arkansas, I'm picking Arkansas. Jordan, your team better beat Pine Bluff. I will be upset if they don't. It was – and the guest speaker we were supposed to have tonight is an Arkansas fan. So I was really really looking forward to that. Arkansas – I mean, I I do sincerely expect Arkansas to win. I just hope they don't goof. Yeah. Yeah. What are you picking? Arkansas Pine Bluff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what to say? What? Hey, I'm telling you, if Arkansas Pine Bluff wins this game, <laughs> then Arkansas needs to quit. They do. 4-0, oh, 
lose four games with Arkansas home. I I don't think they'll lose this game. I don't think that it will. I mean, their starting quarterback in the SWAC conference has 827 passing yards. In the SWAC. Yeah. I don't even know what SWAC stands for. I don't either, but it's Southwestern not- Athletic Conference. Conference? That sounds it's right. It's fun to say. Kind of sounds like a duck. SWAC. 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 <laughs> SWAC. All right. Oh, this is a good one that I think is underestimated because we underestimated LSU in Florida. Are you thinking LSU and Ole Miss? LSU and Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I cannot. Honestly, I look forward to watching that game. Okay. Here's <sighs> Ole Miss didn't perform like a – they actually ranked up after this past week, in which I was kind of surprised to see. Um, I think they were 13th last week. They're now 12th. Look, I mean, I don't care what anyone says. Tennessee should have won that game. I mean, that's, not, that's not just me being deep in the orange Kool-Aid or anything. That's me being legitimate. I think Tennessee should have beat Ole Miss, could have beat Ole Miss, and had a great chance to. I'm going to go ahead and pick LSU. That's Okay, so let's hear me out. So, to my comment earlier, Ole Miss has been averaging 43.7 points a game. Yeah. Tennessee held them to 31, so that probably certifies my comment earlier. LSU is allowing only 28 points a game. On average? On average. So, that might be interesting to see what – I mean, it's in Oxford. It's the 2.30 CBS game. But this is a crazy stat. So, LSU's averaging 390 total yards a game. Okay? Uh-huh. I mean, that's good. That's good. That's good, right? Ole Miss, take a guess at what they're averaging. At least 400. 553. I mean, the reason I'm picking LSU is because I kind of want it for Ed O'Dron. You know? And you know what's the even more crazy thing about that 553? Is it's half and half between pass and rush. You would think it'd be like 350 pass or like 400 pass. So Ole Miss is rushing a lot. Ole Miss is averaging 262 rush yards. 262.8 rush yards per game. That's ridiculous. Once again, LSU is averaging less than 400 yards a game on defense. So, and they're only averaging, they're only allowing 151 yards on the ground. So, it's going to be interesting to see. It seems like LSU's defense is kind of counterbalancing Mm -hmm. Ole Miss's offense. And, I mean, I think Ed O is going to, he's fighting for a, a job at another school now, right? I would say so. I mean, so I mean, he, he'll get hired. I'm, I don't yeah. doubt that. There's even with with or without allegations, with or without things being true, there's been people who have done things that have been proven that are worse that got hired at for good teams. He freeze and he and he won a national championship. Even if Joe Burrow, you could argue carried him, and Joe Brady, that's. That's crazy. And think about this. LSU's quarterback has thrown for more yards this year than Ole Miss's quarterback, Matt Corral. Did you know that? I did hear that. Uh, I looked at that a couple of days ago, actually. Um, I was curious. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. Um, who, else we, who else we got? Mississippi State versus Vanderbilt. Uh, not a lot for me to say there. I don't think Vanderbilt's back. I don't think they got anything going on for them. I'm going Mississippi State all the way. Um, anchor up, float away in your boat. You ain't going anywhere, Andy. All right. Well, this whole season, I've been picking teams that are, quote, unquote, the right pick. You know, and there's no way. You're already beating me by two games this year, right? Don't tell me you're going Vanderbilt on me. You're only you're only beating me by two games. This is going to be the game that I'm going to catch up to you on. It's in Nashville. Mississippi State, they're Mississippi State, dude. Vandy, they're feeling good about themselves. They they came to a close win. Caden DeGreen. I'm going with Vandy, man. Vandy's technically our worst Vandy. enemy in the SEC. Vandy. All right. I got I to gotta get a, a bold prediction. 
I got to get a bold prediction. All right. Well, that's that's my bold prediction for the week. You got to think of your bold prediction for the week. Um, Van, you don't have to tell me now if you don't want to, but I, I got to get I a bold prediction. I don't necessarily have a bold prediction other than the last score I'm going to mention. There's a, there is a game I have a bold prediction for. I can make another bold prediction right now. I think we both can agree on this <laughs> bold prediction. But first, before we get into that, okay. South Carolina versus Texas A&M. Um, A&M. I'm yeah, sorry, and I, I I apologize, my good friend Allen, but I gotta go in them. I mean, y'all almost lost to Vanderbilt of all teams. A and M beat Bama. Can't tell me, uh, South Carolina has a chance against A and M. If they beat A and M, my mind would be baffled because South Carolina, a team that almost lost to Vanderbilt, would have beat a team that beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make sense. Therefore, I'm going Texas A&M. And it's in College Station. There's no way. It's in Texas. There's no way. That's far from home for them. But look, A&M is only averaging 27.6 points per game. South Carolina is averaging 21.9. I wouldn't think those would be that close. Points allowed. A&M's only allowing 16 points a game. That's pretty good. How much is South Carolina allowing? 21.7. 21.7. So they're they're literally averaging 0.2 points more scoring than they are allowing. But I mean, Texas A&M is they're favorable. They're 4-3, so, I mean, I got to go with A&M on this one, though. Well, it'll be interesting to see which quarterback South Carolina plays more, though. It'll be it very be. interesting to see. All right. Last one. And obviously... You all know what we're about yeah. to talk about. Yeah. This is one of the big games of the year that we always end up crying about at the end of. Another night game. Another <laughs> night game. Dressed up for the funeral. It's about to go down. Tennessee versus Alabama. Crimson Tide. Um, it's in T-Town. Yeah. So. I'm excited for the night game, though. I'm going to pick Tennessee, you have but to. buying a $400 million yacht also sounds pretty nice. That's true. Um, it sure doesn't sound nice. does sound nice. <laughs> they both sound nice, but they're not realistic. But I'd I rather it. Tennessee beat Alabama on a, cons- on a consistent basis than have a $400 million yacht, if that oh, tells gosh, you anything yes. about my... You know yeah. what I've had the idea of in the past? What's that? Get a yacht, like bottom half of it, like yeah. not... Less than bottom and a half, like bottom quarter of it. Yeah. White and orange checkered. Oof. That is so tacky, but it's so beautiful. So all the fish see it. All the fish see it. All the fish become UT fans. I can bring Rocket Top out to see. You got you to touch the butt. You ever seen Finding Nemo? You touch the butt. That's a good one. The checkered butt. The checkered butt. <laughs> hey, I can um, um, put a paint Lane Kiffin down underneath where the butt is. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right. So, thinking of this rationally, right? Pretend like they're not. I'm not gonna tell you which team is which, and I want you to tell me which team you're picking to win this game. Okay, okay. That fair? That's fair. So, Team A and Team B. Team A is averaging 39 points a game. Team B is averaging 45. Okay. Team A is allowing 22 points a game. Team B, team B is allowing 20. Team A is having 473 total yards. Team B is 482. I already know what the teams are. Do you? I think Team A is Alabama. I think Team B is Georgia. No, this is for the Tennessee-Bama. This is for Tennessee-Bama. Oh. Yeah, Tennessee is one of these teams. Is it Team A? Isn't that crazy? Tennessee's Team A? Which which team are you picking to win that game? I feel like you're giving me a curveball. I'm gonna pick Team A. Team A to win? Yeah, that's Tennessee. That's my. I figured that was the curveball. But I mean, I know what you guys are thinking. Like, all those numbers for Team A were lower, but they're like right there. They're all neck and neck, right? So, I mean, we we're throwing for more yards per game. No. 
Just kidding. We're allowing more <laughs> passing. We're allowing more passing yards per game. That doesn't get you a win. But I mean, the point of this is not to say Tennessee's better. It's not to say we have. It's not going to be like the game of the year. I mean, Tennessee averaging thirty nine. When was the last time Tennessee averaged thirty nine point three points per game? Wasn't with Prude. Wasn't with Butch. Wasn't with Dooley. It had to. I don't even know if it was with Fulmer. Because that was back in the day before offense was maybe back like way back in the day, old former times, but not this. Not, I don't not know, maybe with T. Martin at when we won the Natty in '98. Maybe, but I mean, Fulmer was head coach I, at that point. I'm picking Tennessee still, just because yeah. like in Mallory, if you're listening, you know this. I've told you, you can't pick against your team ever, because if you pick against your team and your team loses, then people are gonna say. You didn't have faith in your own team. which, But I actually do think Tennessee has more of a chance than in years past to win this game. I would agree. Because Tennessee's better than past Tennessee's, and Bama's worse than past Bama's. I'd agree. I have a friend, Drayton, who expects more losses out of Bama. He expects at least two more losses. He's a big Bama fan. Bama fan? Big Bama fan. Their defense, dude. he's, He's a very rational thinker. So he's he's gonna he's down to earth. He thinks Bama will lose another two games. I think it's because of Bama's defense. It ain't great. Their offense is spectacular. Well, they're a little bit they've been better. They've been they're better. still pretty good. They're still pretty good. They're not the same offense like when they had two or Mac at the helm. Here's the thing, but Bama is held to such a high standard. Yeah. And that's a hard standard to meet. Yeah. It's not easy to keep up. So, and I don't expect, I think, I'm not surprised by this little dip. It could continue. I don't know. But you can't continuously keep up with that high bar. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Yeah. So, those were all the games for this coming weekend. So, just to recap... We're both going with Arkansas. We're both going with LSU. Mm-hmm. You're going with Mississippi State. I'm going with Vandy. <laughs> We're both going with Rocky Top. We're both going with A&M. Yeah. So, all right, you guys. We promised you, and I don't know how many of you guys are interested in basketball, but it's definitely a huge topic of discussion. I know for a fact I'm a huge basketball guy. I... I love college basketball more than the average person, I'd say. And especially with Tennessee being good in recent years with Rick Barnes at the helm, I'm really excited for this year. I think, Jackson, I don't know how much you follow Tennessee in basketball. Tennessee's the only team really following basketball. I mean, I'll admit, I need to start following it more because we're going to be talking about it. But I just don't – I follow college basketball – Slight, decent amount. I don't follow the NBA one bit. Right. Yeah, I get that. I'm just, I'm a LeBron fan. But, I get that. I get you know, that. That's a topic for another day. But this, Jackson, I follow Tennessee basketball pretty closely. This, I think, is the best recruiting class we've had since I've been following Tennessee as like a true Tennessee basketball uh-huh. fan. <clears throat> we brought in two, I know for a fact, we brought in like seven or eight guys, so it's hard for me to remember, but brought in Kennedy Chandler and Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who were both five stars. Kennedy Chandler being a point guard, Brandon Huntley Hatfield being a power forward. We brought in Justin Powell, a transfer from Auburn. He's a sniper from the three-point line. He reminds me of a, a young J.J. Redick at this point. I'm not saying he's J.J. Redick. Don't you guys freak out or anything. <laughs> But he reminds me of young J.J. Reddick, just being able to catch the ball and just shoot it. Uh, we have Santiago Vescovi coming back. We have Josiah Jordan-James coming back. We have John Fulkerson coming back for his 18th season. We have so many weapons all around. Victor Bailey Jr. We have a seven-footer that is really good that just came in. He was a four-star. His name is Jonas. There's just so many weapons all around, and I'm just so excited for this year. So, 
That gets me into the basketball rankings. So, Jackson, if I asked you, how many SEC teams would you think are in the top 25 preseason rankings? Um, I think seven are, aren't they? Seven. Let's see. We got Kentucky. We got Bama, Arkansas. That's three. Tennessee, Auburn. That's it. What five. was that, five? Dang. So, those are about – those are the teams you would expect. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I mean, that's 20 – SC holds 20% of that. Yeah. Top 25. Um, that's good math, by the way. I feel like I, Bama's I, getting I, basketball I purely because that. they can't lose to us in anything. Say that again? I feel like Bama's trying to get better in basketball purely because they don't want to lose to us Bama's in anything. Bama's very good in basketball, too. They used to not be. I like Tennessee – I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I like Tennessee's recruiting class a lot better, and I like I think we have the best coach. I mean, obviously Calipari, but I think he's kind of dropped off a little bit because Kentucky's always been about getting guys to the NBA and not really develop. They develop guys and get them prepared for the league, but they don't develop them on a four-year base, three, four-year basis like other teams. And I love having one-and-dones. Tennessee had two one-and-dones last year and Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson, who are doing really well in the league right now. NBA season starts tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. But let's, let me ask you this. Who are your, who are your picks for, to win the SEC championship in basketball? Like, if, if you had to say, this is my first pick, this guy's going to come in second, this guy's going to come in third, who you got? Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee. Really? Yeah. See, that's how you know we're, we're not biased. Uh, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty biased. I'm pretty biased in football, I'll admit. Yeah, football. But I uh, – We're still going to win the natty in football. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to go Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee. Auburn, um, yeah. I think Auburn's going to destroy the SEC in basketball. Really? Let me show that. Because why not? <laughs> I just compared it based on how they played last year. They made it in the Final Four, didn't they? That was a couple years ago. Well, shoot. But still. They're known to be good. Who made I don't even remember who won the championship. Oh, it was Baylor. Baylor won last year. That's right. But Bruce Pearl... The the three teams you mentioned are by far the three best coaches in the SEC. Yeah. Bruce Pearl, like Auburn, John Calipari, Kentucky, Rick Barnes at Tennessee. Yeah. But you know, if I had to pick, I'm picking Tennessee, then I like Auburn, and then I like Kentucky. So same three teams, just a different order. I'm I'm trying to go to a Tennessee game, by the way. You're going to catch a Tennessee basketball game this year? Maybe. i got to pull in more premium first. Premium grinding. <laughs> i got to grind oh. on a premium level. <laughs> oh, we, uh, but, um, but, yeah, I'm trying to go to that December 11th game. Um, <laughs> December 11th with actually the, the guy who we're going to have as a guest speaker tonight. But I'm trying to think who they play. But anyways, yeah, I'm going to try to get to that. And I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe – I was honestly very surprised to see Kentucky being at 10th and then the rest of the teams falling behind them. I would have thought to see at least one or two teams in the – like higher in the top nine. What are the What are the Kentucky fans say after they lost to Georgia in football? This past weekend. What do they say? Yeah, what did the Kentucky fans say? We got basketball. We still got basketball. <laughs> <laughs> they got basketball. And, I mean, they're not a bad football team, but it's like no. bas- basketball is their thing, man. That's like – that's their fallback. That's their scapegoat. I'm like, just just own up on the football team you have because yeah. you're in the SEC. You got to own up to it. And I'm also excited being a Tennessee fan – we look like we got football on the right track. Basketball's been on the right track for the past couple of years. 
Baseball's looking Baseball's all right. Baseball's looking yeah. good. I, I follow college baseball a, a, a lot more than I do basketball. And that's something that we're definitely going to touch on more. Not too much, but... Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it, too, because I'm, I've never been a big baseball guy, but since Tennessee has been good, I mean, making it to the College World Series, like... It's pretty impressive. Uh, there's nothing like going to a baseball game for me. Really? It's just, well, I think I like it's the tra- it. I think it's the tradition behind it. And getting dipping dots. Getting dipping dots, That's which right. I can't get anymore because I'm lactose intolerant. Dude, I always <laughs> forget that. And I can take a lactate pill beforehand. I got like a good fifteen minutes. I would I would suffer for some. Dude, there ain't dots. nothing better than getting some good old dipping dots at a Braves game. But they have to be scooped. It can't be like a little pouch. It oh, it has to be, be scooped. scooped. Speaking of the Braves, did the Braves win today? I don't know. They won both. They they, they had two walk-offs this past weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I know. My dad's a big Braves guy. Shout out to you, Dad. Well, the Braves are up 5-2. Yes, sir. After I saw the Dodgers when I was at work earlier, they hit a two-run homer in the I'm first lo- inning. I'm so happy. After last season, I couldn't be happier. Um, Exciting, dude. Yeah. So, Jackson is letting me know that we are getting close to time. So, really appreciate you guys listening. Please let us know what you guys think. Let us know when you want to be on the show. I got We got a lot of people asking to be on the show, don't we? Yeah, my buddy Alan Collins wants to be on it. Yeah. A few others have asked. They're lining up. Y'all lining up, so you got to get in your spot quick. And we are going to do it. We just it's just a matter of when it's your time, organizing a good time to get on. Yeah. Because Jackson and I, we have our schedules too, and the main thing is us getting on. So it's really about you guys being able to go when we're able to. But let us know what you want us to talk about in our next episode. And Jackson, what else you got? Uh, I want to apologize for using a little bit of language earlier. Uh, I was really frustrated with Tennessee's fan base. Snow. Uh, excuse for that though um it's not something we like to touch base on at all but um you know just really frustrated with how tennessee fans well lack better word how they how no sportsmanship existed um just wanted to mention that real quick the very few tennessee fans that's what makes me upset because it's like there were there were little kids in the stadium with their their family. Exactly, it's like set, it's a great family atmosphere. Set an example. Yeah, and just a bunch of college students for the most part. Yeah, and people who don't have their priorities straight. You know. Yeah. But um, with that being said, I'm good, Jackson. Anything else you got want to add? Rock top. Go Tigers. Always be. Hail state. Home sweet home to me. Go Gamecocks. Hey, go Commodores this weekend, just this weekend. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It tastes like vinegar coming out of my mouth. (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Y'all have a good one.